Hearts. How are we doing tonight? Happy New Year's and welcome to Ernie Green and Funny Friends. Just a couple rules. We ask your phones to be on silent and your talk be to a minimum. And most importantly, have a great time tonight. And now, introducing your host for the show, the glorious Paul Whitney. Cut the music! Good evening, welcome to Ernie Green and his funny friends. Here at Ernie Green and Funny Friends, we understand you have many different comedy options here. Comedy clubs, theaters, the government. And we're thankful you came here. Please keep your, as I said, keep your talking to a minimum, your laughing to a maximum. And if your pager does go off, please just go outside, do your drug deal, and come back. We don't ask, we don't tell. So, anyway, I'm so bummed about all the celebrity deaths in 2016. What bones me even more is I still feel they're up there, looking down, and still trying to figure out how the hell Larry King outlived all of us. <laughs> hell, 2016 was a momentous year for me. I got a vasectomy. Yes! Yeah! I figured my boys have adopted one kid. They've done enough. So... But I am just so thankful, though, for my miniature shelter. He went through the same thing 14 years ago. I mean, his support, he even went with me to the procedure. I held his paw throughout this, the thing. And you know what? He was so right. The cone of shame was the worst part of it all. <laughs> that week, so annoying. So, and also, it was my 25th high school reunion last year as well. I gotta say, it was so nice getting all these emails from my former classmates asking me if I was gonna be at the party. Because he said it just would be a high school party if you weren't there at the on the wall by yourself. <laughs> so sweet. And also, I probably shouldn't reveal this, but I believe in full disclosure, I did vote for Donald Trump for president. Oh, I was expecting that, but thank you. No, no. But it wasn't for his racial policies. It wasn't for his get rich quick for the rich schemes. No, it all revolved around a dinner table conversation a few nights before, where my mother-in-law had this statement. If I, if, if Donald Trump becomes president, I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> really had no choice. I knew he wasn't gonna make America great again, but he might actually make Scottsdale a little more sane. I'm sorry, Bart, I'm sorry, I apologize, I'm a horrible someone. But, you know, now I'm stuck with Donald Trump, and my mother-in-law is still here because she checked the weather forecast in Canada. It's freaking cold up there. She's not going anywhere. I got to tell you, like those millennials, 2017, I am not going to waste my presidential vote this year. <laughs> and also, I understand he's having trouble finding talent for his inauguration. So I've actually written a little song that I'm hoping Donald Trump might actually sing himself at his inauguration. Go something like this. I see Trump Towers here, Trump Towers there. I see Trump Towers everywhere. And I smugly think to myself, must be Donald Trump's world. 
I see a big border wall, 40 feet tall. Mexico is gonna pay for it all. And I smugly think to myself, must be Donald Trump's world. Now the Pope says, I'm not nice, but Vladimir Putin knows I'm his guy. And that Megan Kennedy, oh what a bitch. But yeah, I would do her if I wasn't hitched. Cause I got damn values, uh-huh. Now MSNB says, I'm a racist. But who made Arsenio his apprentice? Woo woo, scoreboard. I smugly think to myself, it's the Donald Trump world for four years. I really hope he does that last part in particular, but we'll see. We'll see. And lastly, last summer, I took my family on a Disney, actually, who am I lying? I'm a stay-at-home dad. My wife, who has a job, took her two kids, myself and my son, our son, on a Disney cruise out of Vancouver. And let me just say the beginning of the time didn't start too well, because in Vancouver, I walked us through the largest open-air drug market in Canada. Yay, daddy! Yeah, we're here walking, and there's this guy shooting up with heroin, and I'm trying to figure out what am I going to tell my son when finally he came up with a perfect phrase. Daddy, look! They get their vaccinations outside here in Canada. <laughs> yes, son. That's what they call social medicine. Yes. But the cruise itself was awesome. Their, the Disney attention to detail was immaculate. The first night, I went to Daffy Duck Dive Bar, Someone slipped me a Mickey. Yeah, and you know, normally when I'm on cruises, I'm a little nervous about the ship sinking. For some reason on Disney Cruise, I was actually kind of looking forward to it in a little way. Just a thought of all these little kids saying S-I-N-K-I-N-G were sinking. And all the Disney characters, like pushing out the little kids out of the way into lifeboats. And me and my wife sitting there on the edge, waiting for the lifeboat, and I can point out, Hey, honey, look, Little Mermaid can't swim after all. Who knew? <laughs> actually kind of made me interested, but I digress. And actually, the only bad part of the Disney Cruise is a karaoke. Because on a Disney Cruise, karaoke revolves around one song. That stupid snowman that I heard time after time after time. Finally, the last night, I had to do my own version. And it came like this. Do you want to kill a snowman? Do you want to kill him now? Then just raise the temperature a bit. Hot water torture it. That's how I know he cute. The previews, he's more obnoxious than Jar Jar Beach. Do you want to kill a snowman? Yes, I want to kill a snowman. Okay, die. Let's just say I'm probably not going to be allowed on another Disney cruise for, let's say, I think it's another four and a half years. But if you are going on a Disney cruise, I do have three words of advice for you. One, 
Get the fast pass for the lifeboats, just in case. <laughs> Two, Disney is all about happy endings. Just don't ask for them. And third, if you're looking for a buzz, they have them at all the gift shops on a cruise ship, or ask my son, or you get vaccinations in Vancouver. And he can leave you right there. My name is Paul Whitney. Thank you very much. Now it's my immense pleasure to introduce a man I've been with many times. I mean, on stage. I've been with him many times on stage doing comedy. He's a very funny guy, Buddy Floyd Haas! Keep it going for Paul Whitney. So, how is everybody doing tonight? Alright, wait, that was good, but I usually come out and ask how everybody's doing, and I need everybody in the room to say great, so can we try this one more time? Alright, and now, ladies and gentlemen, a guy that looks a little bit like Steven Seagal, <laughs> mostly in this area, but if you've seen Seagal lately, also in this area, please welcome the comic stylings of Floyd Haas. How's everybody doing tonight? Glad to hear it, glad to hear it. This is a nice place, right? Nice area, nice place? Last week I was in a not nice place. I was in Apache Junction. Some of you laughing are probably thinking, oh, he probably means the nice part of Apache Junction, right? No, this was the bad part of Apache. This is how you can tell when you're in a bad area. I had to get gas, and when I pulled up to the gas station, they had payphones there. And somebody was using them. Right across the street from the gas station was a building that had a sign the size of a garage door and it was painted red and white like a stop sign. And it said, no drug use, no drug trafficking, and no prostitution. And about 15 people standing in front of it who obviously couldn't read. <laughs> it's scary, you know, I was there by myself. That happens, you know, you end up in a new town, you're by yourself, it's dark. I gotta be careful because, you know, sex traffickers. I don't want them to kidnap me, make me work across the street, have people think I can't read. You folks like impressions? I don't do any. But I'll show you why I don't do any. I've been working on one. Let's see if you guys can figure this out. It's, uh, David, David, why did I just tell my mother to go to Atlanta? People go, oh, from Independence Day, right? Harvey Firestein? No, it's not. It's Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for Miley. Her parents got divorced recently, and uh, her mom cited irreconcilable differences. You see, uh, she's a music lover, and he's Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Somebody else had divorced recently, or Matt and Amy, the people from Little People, Big World. But, no, that's okay. It's amicable, and they're going to split everything 25-25. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the reality shows. I know some people are. My wife watches them all the time. But I see some of them over her shoulder, right? Like, recently she was watching one called Freak Show. And the one that she was watching, they had, anybody see this Freak Show? They follow a bunch of circus freaks around. And this one had a rubber-faced man, a half-man, half-woman, and a sword swallower. So it's just like the Kardashians. <laughs> So 
See, it took a little while, huh? The funny thing is, I thought of that a while back, and back when I thought of it, the rubber-faced man was actually Bruce, and the half-man, half-woman was Chloe, because that was the rumor at the time, and the, uh, the sword-swallower was Kim. But now it's all of them. I guess I just uh, don't get it. Some of the other shows I don't like is these survival shows, you know, the ones that they try to make it look like it's so dangerous. Those shows have been fake since before television. And they're not dangerous at all. In fact, last year, more people died on Glee. <laughs> oh. You know, I, I had, uh, here's the thing. I did that joke one time, and one of my friends came to see me, a business friend, okay? And then afterwards, he was telling me, you know, I know that guy. I knew him. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like a dick, right? And uh, then I remembered he laughed. He knew him. He's the dick, not me. <laughs> I didn't even know the guy. It was just a joke. But I, I guess I'm spoiled because I grew up during the golden age of television. I grew up watching things like The Brady Bunch. Everybody remember The Brady Bunch? Right? Unfortunately, we all last lost our uh, second mom this year. But, but my favorite was Marsha. You know, we're same age and everything. And, but things were not even pretty like for her after she left the show. She wrote a tell-all book that said that she was actually trading sex for drugs in the early 80s. And this really upset me too. I had drugs in the early 80s. Probably <laughs> well, shouldn't be talking like this. I'm a, I'm a grandpa. In fact, I have a new grandson. Oh, thank you. I see it took some of you a few minutes, right? Because you paused it. Because I said new, right? I mean, of course he's new. I mean, sure, we looked at used. <laughs> but we were able to get the brand new grandson that we really wanted, thanks to the government program Cash for Crawlers. <laughs> And this is not my first grandchild, actually. Uh, my wife, or my daughter, is 33, and she has a little girl that's 12 and a brand new baby boy. And recently, we went shopping with the little boy. We put him in the basket, the shopping cart, and push him around. Something never fails. People walk up to us and go, oh my gosh, what a cute little baby. And he looks just like daddy. And they point to me. I know, it totally creeps us out, too. Not just because they're implying that we've been together, but because we both feel we could do better. <laughs> and I was watching the Justin Bieber roast with my 12-year-old granddaughter, and that she was upset because they were talking about all the girls that Justin Bieber had been with. Like, she was jealous. I said, honey, you don't understand. You could never be Justin Bieber's girlfriend. You're only 12 years old, and Justin Bieber's already gay. <laughs> we have a new addition to our family, a 12-year-old girl, and in our house, we don't like to use the term adopted. She's more of a rescue. <laughs> and my youngest son is Tanner. Tanner's 15. He and his wife don't have any children. My oldest son is Travis. Travis got a job recently working for the Castle Boutique. Everybody familiar with the Castle Boutique? Okay, right. in case you're not, the Castle Boutique is an adult toy store, and they have the second largest collection of dildos under one roof. The largest collection of dildos under one roof is Congress. <laughs> Travis has a little girl also that he shares joint custody with. Every once in a while, I get a chance to go pick her up. <clears throat> and recently, I picked her up, and on the curb was my granddaughter, her cousin, a little boy, and her mom. And right as soon as she gets in the car, she says, Papa, will you take me to McDonald's? And I said, sure, honey. And her little cousin pipes up right away. He goes, Mom, you're going to McDonald's? That's bad, and that makes you bad. I just turned and shook my head no. 
And she turned to her cousin and says, my papa says that you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that's what she said, but as we're driving away, she's going like this. Her mom calls me, she's yelling at me on the phone. I'm like, calm down, calm down. She's just being three. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't feel like a grandpa. Do I have any other grandparents here tonight? Oh, okay. Wait, you folks know how I feel, right? We don't feel like grandparents until we have these realizations. I mean, look at me. I'm only 56 years old, and I'm in perfect physical shape. <laughs> I don't think that you're judging me fairly. My other shirt got something on it. I had to wear my Halloween costume. I went as bloated Charlie Sheen. That's why I look like two and a half men. I am trying to lose weight, though. Is anybody else? Really? It seems like there should be more. <laughs> and you folks know I can see you, right? I, mean, I can't see everybody's faces, but geez, I can see shapes. <laughs> oh, but we don't feel like grandparents until we get these realizations, right? For my wife, it was one day we walked into the bedroom. We saw our oldest granddaughter going through my wife's jewelry box. She's taking the jewelry out and trying it on, looking at herself in the mirror. Tears started to roll down my wife's cheek because We'd seen our own daughter do this with her grandmother's jewelry box, and it seemed just like yesterday. My own grandpa realization actually occurred after something had happened when I realized I just licked whipped cream off of somebody's grandma. <laughs> Is that like what happened with you? I gotta tell you, you know, if you ever wanna try this, you don't wanna try that stuff that sprays, right? You want to use the stuff in the tub because that spray stuff, it doesn't hold up very well during, uh, you know, hot flashes. <laughs> Recently, we went to dinner with some friends of ours, and while we were at dinner, the subject came up about faking. Everybody know what I'm talking about, about faking, right? Oh, good, because they didn't want to have to say faking orgasms. So, anyways, I said, look, my wife and I have been together a long time, and I know that she's never faked an orgasm because she would never give me the satisfaction. <laughs> she said, you're right, you're right, but I could. And I said, no, you couldn't. She says, yes, I could, yes, I could. Watch And She goes like this. Oh. <laughs> right. I thought, oh my God, she's been faking all of them. <laughs> but my wife and I have been married for 34 years now. And, and things have changed, especially in the intimacy department. For example, the other night we were laying in bed next to each other, and I asked her, so you want to fool around? She texted me back and said, sure. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Folks, you've been a lot of fun. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you very much. The next person coming to the stage, I know you're going to love, and I bet that this is going to be the best show I've ever seen her do. Please welcome Kristen Mick. Hello. My name is Kristen Mick. Thank you guys so much for coming out tonight. I am 19 years old, which is a very weird age because for anyone 18 and up, I'm legal. <laughs> <laughs> but, if I flirt with a 17-year-old, it's rape. <laughs> I'm also not old enough to drink, which would be the only way I would sleep with a 40-year-old. 
or a 30-year-old, or an 18-year-old. I like them young. Me and my mom look a lot alike, so we got mistaken for each other a lot. Like this one time when I was 16, I was arrested for sexual conduct with a minor because my mom likes him young. <laughs> we keep telling her she's an alcoholic, but she doesn't believe anything unless it's written in the Bible. <clears throat> so recently, I bought a red pen and began writing, you're a goddamn drunk, you're a goddamn drunk, you're a goddamn drunk. My hands started cramping around the book of Job, and by the time I got to Ezekiel, I found a hole in the Bible where my mom likes to hide her weed. <laughs> things that day. One, why it's called the Holy Bible. <laughs> and two, that men were a lot more gullible back then. No one believes me whenever I say I'm a virgin and I'm not even pregnant <laughs> anymore. first time in two years. And by single, I mean cheating on my boyfriend. Because even though he's pretty good in the sack, every once in a while I like to bust off a piece of strange. And since I'm single, I bought myself an expensive bra, and then I read about how Kim Kardashian just duct tapes her boobs up and over. With my luck, I would take a guy home, and I would go to the bathroom to freshen up, and come back without nipples. <laughs> yeah. My sister just found out that she has celiac disease, which means that she cannot add gluten. Yeah, celiac disease is just like, a really fun way of saying a crouton can kill her. <laughs> a lot of people's dietary restrictions aren't as serious though. And since I work in a restaurant, I have to deal with these people. So they'll, they'll come in and they'll tell us, I have a dairy allergy. And they'll say, okay, well you can't have the dish you want because it has butter in it. To which they reply, well butter is okay. <laughs> Butter shouldn't be okay. <laughs> These are the same people from high school that would let their boyfriends in the back door and said that they're still virgins. <laughs> they use butter for that too. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. My name is Kristen May. I'm a computer Indian. 
Not a casino in the end. <laughs> <laughs> and they understand. And that's fine, because the first time to fill one of those forms, you know what's that asking me, like, white, black, Latino, Pacific Islander, Asian, or American Indian? I chose American Indian. That's when the guy at the counter started asking me questions, just like, Sir, uh, do, do you believe in rain dances? No? Sir, have you been oppressed by United States government? Not yet! <laughs> Sir, you're not American Indian. He proceeded to explain, in order to be an American Indian, you have to be a casino Indian. I, on the other hand, am a computer Indian. Which is labeled under Asian. Come on. He also explained to me, he's like, Sir, in order to fill out these forms in America, you gotta be kind of racist. <laughs> I learned a lot about America that day. <laughs> so, I went to ASU to get a degree in mechanical engineering. I ended up partying so hard, I got a degree in math. <laughs> <laughs> Which in my culture, makes me an acute failure. <laughs> but getting a degree in math, I thought I'd get a job problem solving or, well, you know, doing math. But apparently people just wanted to hire me to stand on the floor and make phone calls all day. I was like, if I wanted to do that, I would have just moved back to India. <laughs> so growing up in America, one thing I, I, I noticed early on was whenever white people grow beards, everyone thinks it's like cool and manly. But when Indian people grow beards, you think we're about to blow something up. <laughs> Which is fine, because when I go to the bank, I feel very safe. The police already watched me, and would-be would be robbers running away hoping I don't blow them up. Or when I go to the airport. When I go to the airport, I get to skip the long lines, plus I get a free and a very thorough colonoscopy. Um, so I recently graduated from ASU in May. And I thought it's because I'm Indian and you know people just discriminate against me. Turns out it's because I have a math degree. Like I'd walk in interviews and tell these guys that I have a math degree and they look at me and go, oh hell, I hate math. Which is weird because these people apparently hate math more than they hate liberals. Especially in Arizona. Like my friends with liberal arts degrees would just walk into interviews after I walked out knowing they'd always get the job. In fact, I have friends who are art history majors with 401ks. Well, I'm standing here on stage telling you guys jokes, trying to put together one K. <laughs> but one of the places I did get a call back for was a call center. Ironic, right? <laughs> Turns out being Indian wasn't enough to get a job there. Like, they required me to put on a thick Indian accent, pretend I was from the Deep South. Like, I was returning a phone call for them, I was like, Hello? My name is Billy Bob Jackson? <laughs> I am calling from Louisiana, Mr. Uh, Seymour Butts. No, no, sir, that's just how it's written there. I'm sorry, your name is Mr. Boot. Okay, got you. Um, so I'm from Louisiana, I can prove it to you. I eat the grits and I watch the NASCAR. You want me to prove I know what NASCAR is? It's simple. Cars go round and round and round in a circle for hours until the last one who's awake wins. Duh. 
you still don't believe me? Okay, fine. I can tell you that when Katrina comes knocking, you don't answer the door because she's in a hurricane of a mood. <laughs> oh, you believe me now? Good. See your computer problem? I think you just have to turn it off and on again. <laughs> that didn't work. Well, I don't know, dude. Sorry. Good luck with that. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get hired for that job. Maybe because I have a math degree and this was in Arizona. It's a conspiracy. So, recently I've been taking my, my faith a little bit more seriously. I'm a practicing Hindu, and in Hinduism, we revere animals. Which makes it really awkward when someone says, holy cow, because I'm like, yes, yes it is! <laughs> um, so, I have really bad allergies, and for the most part, I can keep my allergies under control. Except for when I have like a job interview or a date with a really pretty girl. Cause then I just end up sounding like Gollum from Lord of the Rings, just like, and be like, you sound like a goddamn liberal. See, you could offend a lot of people that way, especially in Arizona. But if I said it like this, you sound like a goddamn liberal. <laughs> See, it's not as bad. Or if I went, you sound about as smart as Donald Trump with Down syndrome. That's really offensive. Especially to people with Down Syndrome. <laughs> but if I said it like this, you sound about as smart as Donald Trump with Down Syndrome! <laughs> That's still really offensive, please don't say that. <laughs> and the worst was, you smell like a dirty immigrant. As a child of immigrants, that's a horrible thing to say. Please don't ever say that to me. But if I said it like this, you Smell like a dirty immigrant. <laughs> See, now that's a compliment, because to me, you just smell like curry. <laughs> Alright, that's my time for now, guys. Thank you guys very much. <laughs> Up next, it's a very good friend of mine, Mike Groth. Hello, everyone. Hello, that guy. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you all for making this uh, part of your Friday night. Thank you. Yeah, looking at it, looks like date night too out here too, right? Beautiful. I appreciate all of you getting prepared for coming out tonight. I especially appreciate you women getting all dressed up and stuff. That's great. I mean, the guys get dressed up. Don't get me wrong. You got a little date night thing going on right here, don't you? Yeah, you look pretty too, sir. Absolutely. Did you come back from work that way? Did you leave work? Did you go for the put on a clean shirt on or something? Yeah. 
That's my man. There you go. That's pretty, right? You know, and it's easier for guys. You put a shirt on, you're ready to rock and roll. Boom! All ready to rock. You look lovely too, man. But I'm sure you put a little bit of effort into it, didn't you? Of course you did. Oh yeah, you say with pride, because god damn it, it's hard work being a woman, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You put on a good shirt, ready to rock and roll, you you got you got the blow dry, you got the makeup, you got the retouch, you got you probably shaved places he may not have even washed today. <laughs> you know, you're laughing because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, thank you, thank you. I was I was kind of struggling to get here tonight. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I was really looking forward to it, but I, I, I kind of got caught in. I had to have the talk with my oldest. You know, the talk. The sex talk. Uh, yeah, and, and I'll be honest, I was intimidated. First of all, he's 32. <laughs> you know, I mean, who, who even wants to have that talk with your parents anyway, right? Creepy. It's uncomfortable. You know, I didn't even want to know my parents were even having sex, but somebody had to hold the camera. <laughs> but in community college, you know, that's a film credit. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, and I get that. I mean, I got, I got kids. I, I grew up with that. I understand kids don't even want to know their or even sexual beings. I understand that. So when my kids were young, I used to walk around the house with an electric razor. That way the kids know there's something else in the house that makes that noise. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad's been shaving for an hour and a half. <laughs> He's not even home. <laughs> What's Mom doing, shaving the cat? just that right. <laughs> you know, and, and she's not doing well either, bless her heart. Uh, hey, you know there was a joke there for a second. <laughs> that kind of hit me a little bit. Yeah, she's not doing that great, but uh, yeah, it makes, it, well, there's a lot of similarity between, you know, my wife's house and my mom's house because both women hate me. <laughs> You know, but it, it's, it's comfortable. It makes me feel a little better. And, uh, you know, it, I mean, she, it was a little, it started with like short-term memory loss and everything, kind of blew up into a little bit of dementia and everything. But you don't really notice that, you know, when you live with it. You know, it's kind of like, you know, watching yourself grow old. You don't really see it happening. You know, I mean, there, everybody makes like mistakes. Like I, I lose my wallet all the time. She leaves her car keys in the freezer leaves a house without a shirt, you know, little things, you know. You know, that the, but when they get bigger, other people start noticing it, like when, well, she hit a school bus. <laughs> wow. You know, in her defense, he stopped abruptly. Because school buses do that, I guess. And, like you didn't see, it's like the, 
the whites, it's big and yellow. It's like a building. It's like a school block. You didn't see that? He stopped abruptly. I'm sure. I mean, uh, they tend to do that, school buses. I mean, sure, they want to just kind of push the kids out as they go. <laughs> Parents complain. You know, our, uh, this past August, I, I was out of town for a few days. And uh, my, uh, my niece, first day at school, she wanted to go, my mom wanted to go buy her a lunchbox, because that's sweet. I'm gonna go buy her a lunchbox, something Disney. Like, you know, I'm gone, use my car, because I have gap insurance. <laughs> that means if she totals the car, I'm okay. <laughs> You know, so like, and then I come back, a couple days later, I, I come back and my sister comes and she's got the kid and they're all excited and my mom's like, oh, Michael, go in the car, go get the box, go get the box, it's in the car. So I run out to the box to get, get out to the car to go get the lunch box. And I, you know, I open up the car door where I also found that she went grocery shopping as well and got a great deal on tilapia. <laughs> I know. I open up the car door, I see the bush box on the seat, I'm like, oh great. Head goes in, ah, hits me like a kick in the face from Jason Bourne. <laughs> Boom, forever impacts the way I taste air. <laughs> you know, it comes wafting into the house, you know, you can smell it all in the house. I hear my mom go, oh sugar, which is a swear word to my mom because she's diabetic. <laughs> You know, so I'm staggering out, oh, sugar. I get the lunchbox and I give it to the kid. It's a little, it's, it's, it's it, you know, it's August. It's, it's, what's the, what's the most, what's the most recent Disney movie? Yes, that's what you get. My mom loves stuff on sale. Old fish. <laughs> yeah, but we got the Little Mermaid. You know, so she's already, she sees the little mermaid, she starts to cry, and then I give it to her, and it just rakes the fish. Uncle Mikey ruined my lunchbox! Like, I need that emotional scar on me! You know, Uncle Mikey ruined my lunchbox! And Mom's like, whoa, what's that? Oh, is that my, did I leave my fish in the car? Like, well, either that or the little mermaid became a woman in my back seat. <laughs> Oh, you need to get rid of that car. You'll never get that smell out. I'm like, well, it's gonna put a little hurdle there. Smelling pretty toxic. She's like, you, you let anybody know that that was my fault. <laughs> oh, problem solved. Oh, that makes it easy. Don't worry about that heinous fish smell. My mom's taking full accountability. Then I saw my tax guy. My tax guy's like, hey, how's your mom? How's your mom? I'm thinking, well, that's really sweet. Thank you. She's doing much better. Thank you very much. He's like, well, she called me. Oh? Oh. Yeah, she uh, wanted me to rent her a car. Oh? Oh. Yeah, she wants to go to Kansas. Oh! Oh! Oh, you know, when I wrote that, I laughed. <laughs> you don't have to, apparently. <laughs> ah. 
know, I'm living with her. Uh, I, I mean, it's not the first time I have lived with a woman, obviously. I was married at one point. You know, but uh, uh, just such a change. I mean, with the bathroom specifically. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I, my bathroom needs are, are pretty basic. They're pretty simple. You know, you go in, you come out. You know, smells good is good. Smells bad is bad. Now I got smells pretty, burns like hell. You know, and now it's not just woman stuff, now I got geriatric stuff in there, which is a whole new level of toxicity that I have no idea about, oh my god. It's crazy, you don't know what kind of hazards are out there, you just want something to come up with a label that just kind of says, not for masturbation. <laughs> You know, I'm in a bit of a bit of a pickle there, just living in that house. You know, if I'm in the bathroom, I want to grab a little me time. I don't have time to read no damn label. I'm in and I'm out. You know, you guys got labels. You don't even actually have labels. Sometimes things are just different colored bottles and shit. I have no idea what's in there. I got no idea. And then sometimes if I, you know, I mean, with, with kids, they got labels for kids. Keep out of reach of children. Those kids can't even fucking read. <laughs> She was a little husky, 
and the dog was a golden retriever. <laughs> like, why can't I just find a normal gal? You know, one of these classic gals that's into, oh, Pinterest. <laughs> if you guys don't know what Pinterest is, it's when your wife or girlfriend stares at her phone for four hours, and then you eat salad out of a mason jar. <laughs> the other day and slip with the clippers? Son of a bitch, my dick bled for hours. <laughs> so my girlfriend's a high school teacher and a tutor, especially when she eats beans. And <laughs> I'm actually a teacher myself. I primarily teach health class, which as you can imagine, is sometimes uncomfortable when it comes to sex education. But I think the students really like my approach to the subject of sex. I try to be pretty hands-on. <laughs> oh, I'm teaching Bible study this semester for the first time. Last week's lesson was a crucifixion. I think I nailed it. Kid, I used to always get in trouble with my parents during summer break. My dad would ground me, send me to my room. I don't do that with my kids because it's summertime for heaven's sakes. If my kids misbehave, I send them straight to the car. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to have any more children. But we still have until about the uh, middle of the first trimester to ultimately make that decision. <laughs> Alright. I thought I was developing a pretty good gaydar, like I was starting to be able to detect if someone was gay. But as I learned earlier tonight, I should probably go back to asking before I just try and give someone a hand job backstage. Sorry, Ernie. Jeffrey Dahmer's biography, you know, experts say we should have been able to predict he was going to be a serial killer because he liked to torture his pets. His favorite was putting his dog in the microwave. My first thought was, damn. My second thought was, there must be a lot of serial killers in China. Yeah, Ernie asked me to do a clean set tonight. Could have been worse. You know... <laughs> I did this set a few weeks ago at an elementary school for a group of students and their parents, and as you guys can imagine, the kids fucking loved it. <laughs> uh, I like to read in bed before I go to sleep. I just downloaded a very interesting book written by none other than the Sigmund Freud, but of course my girl wants me to read the Freud book out louder while she falls asleep in my arms, and I'm just like, oh, come on, mom. I mean, babe, come on, babe. <laughs> department at work got sent to HR recently because someone complained her clothes were too tight. But I didn't think her clothes were a problem at all. I mean, if you ask me, I would say, she's just fat. <laughs> uh, is, it a, is it ironic that if I can 
could murder anyone and get away with it, it'd be Nancy Grace. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of white rappers out here these days. A lot of white rappers trying to be something they're not. And I just have to say, as a black man, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> Any sports fans in the house tonight? You guys might appreciate this one then. I uh, recently cheated on my girlfriend with a cheerleader, actually. You may even recognize her if you've been to one of the football games out at Hamilton High. I know, I know. It's awful for my reputation. Cheerleaders are airheads. Uh, thank you guys, you've been great. I gotta bounce, my name is Daniel Krause. Please keep it going for our next comment, Mr. Jim Bambro. Don't worry, though. I'll write you a note. 
Like the note's gonna make everything better. I walked in, I just owned it, man. I had an attitude, you know. I just walked up to the counter, I walked up to the clerk, I was like, yeah, I'll have some uh, baseball cards. Um, I'll take uh, some big league chew. I'll go ahead and get a carton of Marlboro's. <laughs> Is my note, bitch. <laughs> get to stepping. Step. Oh, while you're back there, uh, give me a Hustler magazine, all right? It's gonna be a slow night tonight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got a little, uh, I got a little cocky with the note, man. I went to try to place a bet at the at the racetrack. I was like, you know, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna put ten dollars. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a parlay down. I'm gonna take Sea Biscuit, Secretariat, and Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> Dude, I love living here in the United States because we as a nation, by far, have the best arrogance in the world. We do. Nobody's gonna out-arrogance us. Example number one, that previous statement. <laughs> Example number two, football. Dude, what's the most popular sport in the entire world other than the United States? Football, with a U. The U.S. got a hold of it, we were like, uh-uh, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, we'll hang on to this sport, kind of, uh, but we're going to change it up a little bit. Uh, first of all, you can use your hands, like an adult. And another thing, we're going to invent the forward pass, because we love yardage. Best invention in sports ever. And we're going to make sure that giant 320-pound linemen just beat the crap out of each other on every play. I mean, we'll give them pads. We don't want them to die. We just want them to come close. <laughs> Football's the best, man. Um, not only that, like, we're gonna, we're gonna still call it football. We're just gonna misspell it to piss the rest of the world off. And not only that, we're gonna take the original football and we're gonna hang on to that and use it as a sport, but we're not gonna call it football anymore. Uh, we're gonna rename it, we're just gonna call it soccer for some odd reason. We're gonna make sure only kids enjoy it. <laughs> Nine-year-old boys and girls on the same field, digging soccer. Example number three, that we are the best at arrogance in the entire world, the metric system, or should I say, the lack thereof. Dude, we use feet and inches. Do you know what country invented that measuring system? England. Do you know who does not use feet and inches as the measuring system? England. Dude, it's pretty sad when a country that invents the, that measuring system recognizes what a horrible piece of crap it was and threw it in the trash. Not the U.S. though, we didn't care, man. We went picking through England's garbage. We were like, hey, y'all gonna use this? England was like, pardon? I'll go ahead and take that as a no. Hey, check it out. Got ourselves a brand new measuring system over here. England, we're just gonna throw it in the trash. Crazy. So I work in information technology, which apparently makes me Indian, 
<laughs> you know, I work with a lot of people from India, man. This is no joke. Which sometimes is hilarious because there's a subtle cultural difference. I'll give you an example. One time this guy joined our group and his first name, Jizz. <laughs> oh, not J-I-S, not J-I-Z, J-I-Z-Z. Jizz. <laughs> Sorry about that, by the way. Oh, it gets better. Jizz's last name, Peter. Jizz Peter, come on. You can't make me work with a guy named Jizz Peter. I'm a comedian. And I'm kind of a dick. This guy has no shot at a normal existence whatsoever. So I'm always messing with everybody at work now, right? My boss one time was like, hey Jim, how's that project coming along? I said, oh, don't worry about it. I put Jizz on it. <laughs> don't worry about that project, boss. Jizz is all over it. <laughs> Truth be told, I love working with Jizz. <laughs> Although sometimes he does get me into some sticky situations. <laughs> hey, you guys seem cool. I'm going to tell you kind of an embarrassing story about myself. you got to promise not to tell anybody outside of this room. Though. Um, so I don't know if you guys remember this, but like a couple years ago, it was really mosquito-y. I don't know if that's a word, don't give a shit, gonna use it. A lot of mosquitoes. My wife and I went down to use the hot tub, and of course I had my shirt off. Calm down, ladies. And uh, I got really bit up by mosquitoes, and I had a really bad allergic reaction. And I had these big giant welts all over my chest and shoulders and face, it was pretty freaky. And uh, my wife proceeded to freak out, she was like, Oh my God, I'm taking you to the emergency room. I'm like, babe, we don't have to go to the emergency room, it's just mosquito bites. She said, yeah, but what if it's West Nile? I said, yeah. Or, or, what if it's regular ass mosquito bites? She said, I don't care. I'm taking you to the emergency room. Now, come on, I'm, I'm a man. I gotta keep my pimp hands strong. So I had to speak up. I was like, hey, we're not going to the emergency room for mosquito bites. I don't want to hear anything more about it, and that is it! So anyway, we're in the emergency room, right? <laughs> so we're sitting in the waiting room, and honest to God, it's head wound, stab trauma, dude next to me uncontrollably vomiting into a bucket, mosquito bites. <laughs> I mean, they were gracious enough about the whole thing. You know, they got me in to see the doctor within a couple of hours, and, you know, they fixed me right up, because um, I had a note from my mom. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, I couldn't help but thinking to myself, like, what was he really thinking about? Like, what do you really, really want to say to me? Uh, according to our records, you are here for mosquito bites. Okay, you guys see what's going on here. Uh, I'm going to give you some Benadryl, and you know what, I'm going to go ahead and write you a prescription for two testicles. <laughs> you see, this is the emergency room. I think your
you're lost. You want the CVS. That's two blocks south of here. Matches Hills in aisle six. Check it out, bro. You see this MD on my name tag? That does not stand for Mosquito Doctor. Get the hell out of my emergency room, you giant lesbian. Hey, you guys have been a lot of fun. My name is Jim. gentleman is very funny. He's a good friend of mine. Welcome to the stage, Guillermo Romes. Obviously. 
So uh, I was actually born and raised in Guatemala. For those of you who don't know, Guatemala is a very poor third world country. Have you guys seen the infomercials for World Vision? Sponsor a child for $20? No? See, I can't watch those because it hits too close to home. As a matter of fact, when I was a kid, the kids on those commercials, we used to call them those who made it in show business. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty sad. So, and that's not the worst part, because once they got the commercial, those kids turned into divas. I couldn't stand them, and I left. And I moved to LA, to Hollywood. So, you know, I realized that in Hollywood, there were a lot of divas too. So I moved to Scottsdale. <laughs> Is that where you're from? <laughs> she just went, represent. Yeah. No, actually, I moved to Scottsdale because I like to be discriminated against. <laughs> You know, when I came to the United States, I wanted to integrate myself into society immediately. So I gained 100 pounds. <laughs> What's up, full-blown American right here? So, uh, my friends in Guatemala are always like, hey, Jimo, you're getting fat. And I go, I'm not. I'm already there. <laughs> And I know how it is that I'm getting fat. Like the other night, I cut myself in the middle of the night, naked in bed, <laughs> on Facebook, poking <laughs> <bulking> people. <laughs> I don't know why I did this with my finger, because I wasn't using my finger at all. <laughs> bucket of nachos right next to me. And nacho cheese spread all over my chest. It was delicious. Why are you nodding, dude? You weren't there. It's like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, you know, I know you, you like the idea, and my wife didn't mind, because she left me five years ago. You know, that's a funny story. She left me, when she left me, she used one of the quintessential lines that women used to break up with men. She said, I want a divorce. <laughs> I said, why? She said, well, see, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. You used that before, huh? <laughs> Yeah, she said, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. I said, honey, I don't get it. She said, well, let me elaborate. Do you see our dog? I love him, but I'm not in love with him. <laughs> I said, where do I sign? <laughs> I got away with my life. <laughs> I'm sorry guys, you know this is not going very well because I'm, I'm a little bit uncomfortable 
with stuff like this. This is not usually how I how I do this. And I, I was trying to be presentable for you guys, but it's not working out. <laughs> so much better. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 not with her anymore and uh, chases everything, you know. Uh, the way that you relate to people, your self-confidence, it ruins it. I couldn't approach another woman for like five years. My own kids treat me different. You know, uh, tonight before I left, I was getting ready, and my son says, Dad, how come you like, you like to wear dark clothing? I said, well, amigo, that's because dark clothing makes you look thinner. He said, no, Dad, darkness would make you look thinner. <laughs> then, you know, he's, uh, he's right. It's, it's, but anyway, after five years, I, I couldn't approach any other woman. I was just down. And finally, one day, I saw this girl. And and I saw her across the room. And I got all my courage. And, and, and I wanted to walk up to her and give her a compliment. You know, so I'm thinking the whole time that I'm walking to her, I'm thinking, I'm going to tell her, I really like your hair. But what came out was, I really like hair. <laughs> so we've been dating for about six months now. Are you, are you guys sad for everything that happened last year, all the celebrities that we lost? We lost a lot of wonderful people. This morning was a sad reminder. I, I you know, my, my alarm clock went off. And the song that came up was, And I, I will always love you. And I started to cry, because it was a sad reminder that Kevin Costner's career is dead. <laughs> Pretty sad, you know, Prince, David Bowie, Mariah Carey. <laughs>
I go, that is pretty clever. So the next day I gave him a drawing of me fucking a blonde. <laughs> it, it didn't work. But then I met you. <laughs>
I had one friend, one time he gave up red meat, drinking, smoking, drugs, and that guy was extremely healthy until he killed himself. <laughs> and the biggest app that was uh, bought last year was that Pokemon Go app. So I'm creating a new one this year. It's called Pokemon Go Fuck Yourself. <laughs> I was walking down the street the other day and I saw this girl winking at me. I'm like, nice. But as I go up and I'm saying hi to her, I realize, oh, she's having a stroke. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Do you know Toys R Us is being asked to remove their Breaking Bad action figures because they come equipped with guns and bags of meth? Walmart already removed them because the employees kept mistaking them for customers. <laughs> True story. I've been kicked out of a Walmart before. They were selling a shirt in there that said Brown Pride, so I went up and asked if they had it in white. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Walmart. I haven't been there since I saw a girl stealing tampons. In fact, I caught her red-handed. <laughs> Did I mention I'm available for kids' parties? <laughs> Actually, I used to be a poker dealer, but I got fired for sexual harassment, which I thought was unfair, because all I did was tell a gay guy that he couldn't be a straight. <laughs> but you know, Chris Brown said if he was a singer and dancer, he'd, you know, if he wasn't doing that, he'd want to be a blackjack dealer. I'm like, that's not surprising. You'd want a job where you keep hitting people until they decide to stay. <laughs> I love doing comedy. This is what I'd like to do. Uh, it's really fun when I get to go to hospitals and perform for the seriously ill people. It just breaks my heart though when they're like, will you come see me when I get out? And I hate to say no, but I hate cemeteries. <laughs> and growing up, I was a huge fan of Nirvana. And there's a book that just came out where it details about Kurt Cobain insulting all his band members and bragging about his drug use. I was shocked, I'm like, damn, he's got a history of shooting his mouth off. <laughs> That's the most outdated joke I have. <laughs> Speaking of which, a guy died recently choking on a hot dog during a national hot dog game competition. And that's a tough way to go out, you know, finishing dead last. <laughs> and Lance Armstrong says because he's a cancer survivor, he deserves to be back in the Tour de France and deserves to have all his victories reinstated. I'm like, can you believe the ball on that guy? <laughs> A 58-year-old man in Florida was arrested a few weeks ago for having sex with an alligator. It's actually true. And I don't know what's worse, the fact that he was wearing Crocs 
or that he now has Gatorades. <laughs> we got baseball seasons coming up. I can wait. <laughs> oh, we have baseball season coming up, and all the ballparks next year are going to have a cheeseburger that instead of buns, they're replacing them with pizza slices. So I'm pretty sure that next year the fans are going to lead the league in runs. <laughs> Here's a true story also. The Texas Rangers are moving from Arlington and they're going to go play in Dallas. And their new ballpark is named JFK Stadium. So you know how that's going to go. There's a high fly ball way back, back, and to the left. <laughs> That's a history joke. <laughs> I was shocked that this last year Tim Tebow started playing pro baseball. And in his first at bat, he hit a 430-foot home run. And I'm like, I guarantee you that is the first time that guy's gotten past second base. <laughs> like to sleep naked. <laughs> Drink it in. <laughs> I like to sleep naked, but that seems to really bother a lot of people that are on the same flight. <laughs> I took a flight out to LA and I got to perform in front of one of my idols, Louis C.K. That was an awesome experience. Until after the show, he said, you know, you remind me of an unfunny Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I'm like, wow. F you, CK. I hate going out to LA. I'm not, actors really annoy me. I had this one actor I knew that would always tell me, oh, working with kids and animals is the worst. And that really pissed me off, because he works in porn. <laughs> you know, one of the most embarrassing moments in my life is when my parents caught me watching hardcore midget porn over their shoulders. <laughs> Fun fact about midget porn. If you rewind it, it looks like she's giving birth. The more you know. <laughs> I'm actually, honestly, I'm not a big fan of porn. The most excited I get watching it is when they deliver the pizza. <laughs> and then I get pissy that they're not eating it. I was watching with a girl once and she's like, this is kind of hot, right? I'm like, well, it better be because that pizza sure isn't. <laughs> Sure, you're thinking his parents must be proud. When I was born, they were actually pretty disappointed. They were hoping for a divorce. And then my dad had me tested because he thought I was legit retarded. And he was also disappointed when he got the test results back. Want to know what I got on that? Drool. 
But he told me that one man's trash is another man's treasure. And then he sped away from the orphanage. <laughs> you know, I was one of the lucky ones this Christmas to get one of those mini Nintendo classic systems. I've been playing a ton of Super Mario on it, which that brought back a lot of memories of when I used to get in trouble for trying to feed mushrooms to midgets. That's three midget jokes in one set. That's new personal best. So I'm single. Spoiler. I was in a six-year relationship with a great girl. In fact, the first time we went out, she fell head over heels in love. I fell in love the first time she put her heels over her head. Good times. But you know, like every relationship, it, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. And towards the end of that relationship, there was one time she was drinking with her girlfriend. The girlfriend's like, oh, my boyfriend is an angel. My girl was like, you are so lucky. Mine's still alive. <laughs> Hell, the worst part was the last time we tried to have sex, we invented a new position called a 67. That's where I got naked and she kept pushing me away. <laughs> I didn't find it that fun. <laughs> single and dating, and I'll tell you how great that's going. <laughs> Last week, I went on a blind date, and I went up to the girl. I said, hey, are you Kim? She goes, are you Mike? I said, yeah. She goes, I'm not Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone. Let's give it to Mike Randy one more time. I just want to take a moment to thank our fearless leader who cannot be here tonight because he is down with, I don't think it's Gator AIDS, but he's down with something. Tony Bissick, he's a head of commieschools.com. So let's get Tony hands. Yeah. And he can hear you because wherever he is, his lovely wife Shirley Bissick over here is broadcasting our show on commieschoolsradio.com. So yes, your laugh could be heard right now in Kazakhstan. Yeah, so let's get have a Miss Shirley Bissick. Yes. And then we have 136 people in the audience, so give yourself a hand too for coming here. And if you're enjoying tonight, we do have another show coming up on February 10th. It's our special Valentine's show at the most romantic place on earth, Tempe, Arizona. It's the Comedy in Love show. Uh, Tony Bissick is going to be headlining with Gertz. The, she's a 94-year-old lady who is a hilarious comic. So if you can, February 10th, the next show. Now, it's my pleasure to introduce, so one more reason I love Ernie Green is he gives opportunity people. Like our next comic, he found on the side of the road just the other day. He looked at him into his eyes and said, I think you're funny. Come give it a try. And he is going to give it a try tonight at Timmy Temporary Arts. Give it up for Jonathan Gregory. Yes.
I dropped my everybody off at the airport this morning. And I convinced them that you're not allowed to take cash on the airplane anymore. Guess who's $35 richer? Last week, I spent all day helping another buddy move. At the end of the day, when we ended up at the pawn shop, I found out we spent all day robbing houses.
because I think there's a chemical in beer that turns you into a woman. Because the last time I had a 12-pack, I got all emotional and bloated, and I couldn't drive. <laughs>
reverse greeter. I walk up to someone shopping there and I'm like, get the fuck out of here! Go back to your trailer, you piece of shit! I shop at Target, you cheap motherfucker! And I go to Target and I pick up my paycheck. Okay, last one, I'm gonna go back into my cave. 
playground watching the kids. <laughs> and someone was like, which one's yours? And I was like, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> by the bill was canceled. So true. He is the kind of friend that you can call at three in the morning and say, hey, Ernie, you want to go see the Mexican wrestling at the Arizona State Fair tomorrow? And he will say, see. He is an extraordinary gentleman. He is Ernie Green. Give it up for him! everybody. Jonathan had to run. He's going to babysit my nephew. I'll tell you what, that's the last time I struck up a conversation with somebody in the back of Circle K. Some of these comics, man, I like them, but they're freaking weird. Daniel Krause, I think he took the fact that I handpicked the comics a little too seriously. I mean, I'm not gay, but I understand why he might think I'm gay. It's been a while since I've dated someone. Um, I've been in a real bad slump. In fact, uh, I've been shot down so many times on social media, my profile is sponsored by Malaysian Airlines. Oh, <laughs> well, you like the slick stuff, huh? Uh, no, you wouldn't know. I didn't ask you. Oh, goodness. So, um, yeah. I was actually talking to this girl on Facebook, and it turns out that, um, A, she's married and B, she's my second cousin. Yeah, I mean, that really grossed me out. I had no idea she was married. <laughs> yeah. The last girl I dated, um, she dealt with uh, kids with behavior issues, like really bad kids, and uh, those kids, they choked her, they spit on her, they degraded her. Yeah, once in a while they did things that did not turn around. <laughs> yeah, let that one sink in for a second, so. Uh, I was watching a uh, football game the other day, and I got hurt, and um, they came back after a quarter, so they're like, you know, he's okay, everything's good, we took him to a nearby hospital. And I'm like, well, that's good, because it would be a dick move if they took him to a faraway hospital. <laughs> so. Oh, it was a really good week at work, except for I had to take a sexual harassment class, which really sucks, because I already know how to do it. <laughs> I had references in my past 17 jobs and everything. <laughs> By the way, two of my bosses are in the audience, like I fully expect to see them at 8.30 on Monday. <laughs> um, I got a text backstage from this uh, girl said, Ernie, I want to see your junk. Yeah. <laughs> so I sent her a picture of my Phoenix Sun season tickets. <laughs> and my Venus. 
Phoenix Suns are the only 12 people that score less than I do. <laughs> Man, people are getting out of control at their birthdays. This one girl goes to me and she goes, do you want to celebrate my birthday month? I'm like, no. Well, why not? I don't want to celebrate your birthday, let alone an entire month. Oh, people suck, so, um, yeah, we um, I read this study the other day, because the NFL playoffs are coming up, and said, the most domestic violence cases in the entire world happened on Super Bowl Sunday. And I totally understand that, because I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Buffalo Bills, um, their playoff drought is now 17 years old. Their playoff drought is so old, you can legally have sex with it in 40 U.S. states. Yeah. When I was doing research for the joke, um, <laughs> no, not that kind of research, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Chris and Mick wants to have a word with me, but uh, no. When I was doing research for the joke, I found out that the legal age of consent in Washington, D.C. is actually 16, which means you do not have to be of legal voting age to get fucked by a politician there. <laughs> I told you it wasn't going good. So, Donald Trump's getting inaugurated in two weeks, and uh, a lot of the things he says is full of shit. Um, and I'm not getting political, but he said the first thing he's going to do on the first day of office is repeal Obamacare. I'm like, you're not going to do that. Here's why. Ever have a first day at the job? You got to fill out paperwork. You got to meet your staff. You got to go for the training video. You're not going to have time to do anything. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, um, yeah. Like Guillermo Robles, I'm from a third world country, um, Buffalo, New York. <laughs> yeah. And last night they had a snowstorm, big snowstorm, big surprise, right? And I, wa I watched her news online. The girl goes, she goes, now if you're homeless, Go to our website and see where you can find shelter. <laughs> now granted, I don't know much about the homeless, but I'm pretty sure there's not a lot of three-wheel shopping carts equipped with Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of friends that aren't very smart. Uh, my one buddy got arrested for a DUI, picking up his girlfriend from the police station, who got a DUI. <laughs> My only hope is that they finally have a kid so they have a designated driver. Yeah. And um, my one friend, she found, reconnected on uh, social media and she, and, uh, she found out I moved to Arizona and she goes, Ernie, you're a traitor for moving to Arizona. Traitor. T-R-A-D-E-R, traitor. <laughs> I'm like, I traded you for somebody who has a fifth grade comprehension of spelling. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um... I'm getting sick of people, they always say that uh, people are, are, uh, that are employed are fat and lazy because they're fat and lazy. I'm like, no. I'm like, they're fat because it's expensive as shit to buy good food. <laughs> they have a four for four special at, um, at uh, Wendy's right now for cheeseburgers. It costs $6 just to get into Trader Joe's. <laughs> well, yeah. well, last summer was actually really good for me because I lost 40 pounds. <laughs> which is $62.40 in American currency. <laughs> Somebody asked me, they're like, Ernie, how did you do it? I'm like, it was really easy. I go, I made a list of everything I knew that was fun, and I stopped doing all of it. Yeah. And I would never ever make fun of someone for being fat or going through a weight struggle, because I've been through it, obviously, I'm still going through it. I would never ever make fun of somebody like that, except for my dad's wife. Her and I haven't spoken in about 15 years. Mainly because I don't speak hippopotamus. <laughs> <laughs> she 
She's a redhead and she looks like the Wendy's girl, which is fitting because she's so fat her blood type is chocolate frosty. <laughs> she's a ginger, so she has no salt. Yeah, and pretty soon, thanks to her diabetes, no left foot. <laughs> Word of advice, by the way, I wouldn't be nice to people because they never know who's going to become a comedian. They might make fun of you on stage. And I hope you're listening live on ComedySchoolRadio.com, fat ass. <laughs> oh, man. So I made a no luck with women lately, as I told you before. Um, I uh, dated a female cop. During foreplay, she wrote me a speeding ticket. <laughs> I asked this other girl out, and she said, Ernie, I just don't respect what you do for a living. It was my coworker. <laughs> the last girl I went on a date with said, Ernie, um, I like a funny guy who's athletic. Yet when I climbed through, through her second story bedroom window wearing a clown suit, she called the cops. I was at the grocery store minding my own business and I walked up to the cashier and the cashier said, I just want to be friends. Yeah. I was in the automatic checkout machine. <laughs> I read a study that said iPhone users have the most sex, so I bought one. Now it's in fifth place. <laughs> my only hidden talent is I can name all 44 presidents in sequential order, which explains why I haven't gotten laid in four score and seven years. <laughs> That's yeah, a good Civil War joke. This lady in front, I think she's in the Civil War. I think she dated Robert E. Lee. Another Civil War joke. Uh, I'm five years behind the times when it comes to dating. I won't call a girl before 9 o'clock unless she has a rising. Yeah, it took you a minute, didn't you? Uh, I'm a big fan of the WWE and the WWE Network. That's funny, I'm pretty sure it was Paul, the people who said that. <laughs> and so I'm a big fan of the WWE Network, or as I like to call it, Netflix for Virgins. <laughs> and I go to WrestleMania every year. WrestleMania is in Orlando this year, which is really cool. But last year it was in Dallas, and that was awesome. Dallas is an awesome town. Unless, of course, you're a president in a convertible. <laughs> I don't blame you for not laughing at that joke. It always hits back and to the left. <laughs> that joke would have been much funnier if Ramsey didn't steal my fucking punchline. <laughs> yeah. um, I was talking to this girl today, and she goes, Ernie, I've got a boyfriend. I'm like, oh, cool, i got a math test tomorrow. She's like, Ernie, what are you talking about? I go, oh, I thought we were just naming off things we could cheat on. <laughs> My mom tried to get me on a dating site because she wants grandkids and whatnot. She tried to get me to go on ChristianMingle.com until she found out that you had to pay to be at ChristianMingle.com. She could not believe that somebody would take the name of Jesus Christ and exploit it for profit. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, mom. Next thing you know, they're going to start passing on collection plates at church. <laughs> you know, religion is, I, I'm not anti-religion, but it is guilty of false advertising once in a while. For example, uh, Vacation Bible School? That sounds like an either-or type thing to me. <laughs> My mom's a great lady, but she's one of those over-prayers where she absolutely prays about everything. 
Um, the other day, I was walking into the grocery store. I said, oh, I'm walking into the grocery store. I'm looking for some great deals. Pray for me. I'm like, so to recap, you want me to stop what I'm doing, get on my knees, and pray that you say 25 cents on Lucky Charms. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know Jesus personally, but I'm pretty sure he has way more important fish to fry. <laughs> Wouldn't it be ironic if a uh, documentary about these and the Sox Brothers had a sad ending? <laughs> One of my good friends actually, he works, uh, he's a bowling story next to an Asian massage parlor. This is a true story. And this woman caught her boyfriend walking in there. And then the next day, it was a big to do. She put this big sign on the front of the door. It's like prostitution, illegal sex, all this stuff. And I'm like, that's not going to stop anybody from going in and wanting to go into the massage place. And I'm like, why do you want to bring the prostitutes anyway? I'm like, prostitutes don't cold call. And I call it up, like, is this Bob? Do um, you want to have sex with someone other than your wife? That's just not happening. Uh, oh my goodness. So, um, one of my Christmas gifts was a DNA test. I got my, my DNA done on AncestryDNA.com. So, I found out that I'm Western European, Scandinavian, and Irish. So basically, my sister paid $80 for this test. I spit in a vial, I sent it away, it took them six, six weeks or whatever for some of the top scientists in the world to come up with the conclusion that I'm white. <laughs> so I quit drinking about three years ago. No one's clapping, I like that. You know, you know that you're addicted to drinking when you pay a pizza delivery driver 20 bucks to take you to a strip club? <laughs> that actually happened, true story. So, uh, <laughs> I'm glad I don't drink anymore, but the only problem is like I can't blame my actions on drinking. I can't be like, oh, hey, I'm really sorry I started fucking your wife last night. I had one too many Diet Cokes. <laughs> yeah, so, I also, um, I, I overcame addiction to strip clubs. You know you're addicted to a strip club when you know the strippers by name? Their real name? <laughs> And when you come to find out your favorite uh, stripper named Destiny is actually a guy named Fred. <laughs> the recent addiction I recently overcame was gambling. Um, you know you gamble too much when you bet on, on the paternity test on Maury Povich. <laughs> that good? Okay, perfect. So I'm an Uber driver. I drive Uber on the weekends now. And uh, nothing, you know, people are like, oh, you got any of these crazy stories? I'm like, no, not really. Um, there was like one perverted dude last week and uh, his girl was talking about protein and he's like, oh, I got, um, he's like, I know something that gives you protein, ha, 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 that stupid joke. And uh, she goes to me and she's like, is that true about that? I'm like, I don't know, I've never put semen in my MyFitnessPal app. <laughs> I went to karaoke last week and one of the things I noticed about karaoke is the songs that they sing that they play in between songs are actually better than the songs they actually sing. It's like, oh, sweet, I'm an M. Oh, shit, Nickelback. <laughs> so I noticed in the, in the Valley, um, you can tell what, what kind of neighborhood you're in by how easy it is to get into the McDonald's bathroom. Like the ones in the, like the ones in Old Town Scottsdale, they have like an attendant. The ones in like the middle of Maryvale, they have like a lock and a security guard. <laughs> I actually, it's one of those places where like, they ask you for a gun, if you don't have one, they give you one. <laughs> yeah, so. Ugh, girl, 
know, I asked a girl the other day, I go, do you think too much? And she said, no. It took her 20 minutes to answer. <laughs> the anti-vaccination movement really pisses me off. Because now I can't tell if a girl is lying to me or telling the truth when she tells me she can't hang out because she has polio. <laughs> you like that one, Paul? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. You're a great I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not performing for the sellout crowd. I'm performing for Paul Whitney, everybody. It's <laughs> seeking Paul Whitney's approval. I love it pretty much. So, um, a girl asked me to hang out, and I said, "Sure." On January seventh, she goes, "Why January seventh? And I'm like. Yeah, you know, so I can tell my jokes about not getting laid on January 6th. <laughs> um, she actually, she goes, Ernie, have you ever um, thought of a joke while you're having sex? And I'm like, no, I don't have sex. <laughs> so, what the hell's going on with Larry? Someone's making a ridiculous amount of noise. Paul, 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 come on, God damn it, Paul. You're making noise 30 feet in front of you, what's the matter with you? So, I like to travel, and one of my friends goes, uh, Ernie, the only reason you travel so much is because you're 37 years old and you're single and you have no chance of ever finding a female. Yeah, my best friend Greg goes, Ernie, don't listen to him. They're just envious and bitter and telling the truth. <laughs> the, person, the person who invented the phrase, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened, never passed a kidney stone. <laughs> yeah. And I like what I always like to say, I always like to tell people, you know, always give 100 percent unless you're donating blood. <laughs> you like that? Alright, I'll leave you on this. So I'm a big hockey fan, being from Buffalo. And there's not a lot of natives that are hockey fans, and they said this guy comes up to me and she goes, Ernie, you know, you've been here for 12 years now. You really need to embrace something else Arizonans really embrace. I'm like, like what, racism? <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> All right, and uh, the whole ISIS thing kind of weirds me out because, um, you know, they want to go to heaven to get 72 virgins, which I find odd because, you know, I want to bang my head into a wall and what's 72 virgins? And, uh, yeah. I told this joke, I had this big and long made a joke one time about 72 versions and whatnot. And this um, guy comes up to me after the show, he goes, you know, you're right, I had, to, I had to hang out with 11 virgins one time. I'm like, nobody forced you to play World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys have been so great. Thank you very much. My name is Ernie Green. Thank you very much. Let's look one more time for Ernie Green. Jonathan Gregory, and the other great comics before we tonight. Yes. Andy Sure. Remember, you're supposed to get your honey and Lexus with a bow for Christmas, and you're supposed to bring her or him here on February 10th for the Valentine's Comedy Show. Don't forget that. And I just like to close with, I don't have many deep thoughts, but I do have three. Three. Yeah. Three. The first one... With the Arizona Lottery, you cannot lose if you don't play. Two, this is my favorite for my son, if life is throwing you curveballs, just keep taking those curveballs. Because in time, life will need Tommy John surgery, and that's when you get your home run. And the third and most important one, 
If I can make you anything to think about tonight, it's this one message. Every Kelly Clarkson song that doesn't kill you does, in fact, make you stronger. <laughs> Thank you again for coming out, everyone. Have a great night.